Look at Benny. Mommy all cleaned up and ready for the nursing home. Oh, um, okay. That's actually what I wanted to ask you. Episode number f three or four? Or what season are we in? One, two? Did I, we make it past the pilot? <laughs> that was episode number one. Okay. But I've already lost count. We're three or... No, no, this is three. Because I was gone last week and I said for our third episode I would be gone. Okay. So this is our third, the Hunter and Parker. We're not done yet podcast. Mm -hmm. When the, the morning show is over... The podcast begins. Clearly, as you can tell so far, this is just the most professional, most produced podcast show ever. Mm -hmm. You, I've been meaning to ask you that because the last couple of weeks, and I think it was even another listener who asked you if Benny was going to be doing these therapy visits at nursing homes again. Mm -hmm. And we are. We're starting back up. And Benny, okay, the life history of Benny because <laughs> he's had a very tough life. He was turned into the Lake City Humane Society, and they immediately put him in RMC Paw Camp, which is at the Lake Butler Jail Prison, whatever. Um, and the prisoners train him. So he came back in eight weeks fully trained. He uh, passed his canine good citizen uh, test, which is enough for him to get into Project Pup, which then gets us into nursing homes. Before you go any further, I do find it a little ironic that prisoners are training puppies to be good. <laughs> Actually, it works really well for the prisoner and the dog. I'm sure, yeah. Because it gets the not-so-trainable, you know, the not-so-desirable dogs out of the out of the shelters. They're fully trained. And that way, their new families, the yeah. animals' new families, and the animals' start out on the same foot they can communicate sure. and, and yeah. it teaches the prisoners kind of a skill it really does yeah no you're right i mean we can make jokes about it but it is a really and nice and it gives them thing. something to hug and love and hard to think that benny at one point would be an undesirable dog not 100 percent how he got into it but i don't ask questions okay okay so now since the pandemic's actually since way before the pandemic um benny and i kind of stopped vid visiting a nursing home just because things got really busy and I didn't have time. Mm -hmm. But we're going to start back up again today. Do it again. Mm -hmm. Today. And at a new nursing home. Oh, where did you go before? We went to Palm Gardens, which is a nice one. That's I really, right. we did enjoy that. That's Palm right. Gardens was great. Um, but now we're going to go over to Canterfield okay. of Ocala, which is over by, I think, on top of the world. And uh, we're going to. Are you I don't know. Are you excited or is just a little nervous? Yeah. A little nervous because it's going to be different. Anytime you walk into a new situation, it's going to be a little nervous. But you know what they say, that your pet can kind of feed off of your feelings. Like For they sure. know when you're nervous and stuff. So For sure. So if if you try to keep calm, Benny won't be all mm -hmm. nervous and skittish. Of course, the other way around, you would be too. That's what I was going to ask. Do you have you talked to Benny? Have you told him? Okay, we're going to the nursing home today. And he just looks at me like I haven't heard the word <laughs> treat come out of your mouth. <laughs> but the cool thing about okay, so I got to tell you one story about the one time we were at a nursing home because we would go room to room and a lot of these people can't leave their rooms are unable to and there was a woman sitting in her bed and she didn't talk she kind of just sat there and benny and her just stared into each other's eyes really and that's all it was is they just locked eyes for a few minutes and i kind of felt like a third wheel like i should be leaving you <laughs> i'll now. give you guys some space <laughs> but it's even simple therapy like that that makes yeah. Their day. Yeah. Isn't it neat? Just there was a connection. 
It's Benny almost, connected with her. She connected with Benny. You don't even think that just a dog staring at you would be the therapy itself. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't think that that's the therapy. Yeah. But it is. It's something as small like that. Yeah. So you walk around and like you'll then you'll go to like the next room and maybe somebody wants to play with Benny. You'll let that happen. Um, a little. Sometimes it's just you know petnum or whatever. This situation. I don't know how it is at this nursing home. We might be different. We might all be in just one big room and. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, we would just go room by room. Sometimes there would be a list of rooms that, you know, families specifically asked for a therapy dog to come and visit them. And it's not – it's just petting them. It's yeah. just loving them, yeah. you know. I mean – That's all that it is. And then just, It's just a comfort. Of course. Just, and then talking to – the you talk to the people that you're there Sometimes with? Sometimes I did. They're... Okay. Sometimes I did. Sometimes I didn't. So if somebody else is maybe listening to this right now and, oh, my gosh, I mean, I want to go do that. Did you just call up Canterfield and say, hey, this is what I want to do? Or are they within that program? Um, Actually, other way around, Sue used to work at Palm Garden. And so that's – she remembered Benny probably more so than me. <laughs> But knew I was on Facebook and she reached out to me. Sue and her husband listened. So, That's hey. Cool. And so she asked, and it was just a perfect timing because I'm like, I really got to get Benny back into this because it's a great chance to volunteer. I'm a big fan of volunteering. Everybody can volunteer something, a little bit of your time, whether yeah. it's for Habitat for Humanity, whether it's just donating blood whatever. Yeah. Everybody should get in. You know, hospice is always asking for volunteers. I know you're big into volunteering. You want to be a professional volunteer when yeah, you retire. Yeah, when I retire, I'm going to have a <laughs> business card that says, Hunter, volunteer for hire. Yeah. Well, I guess not for hire, but. It's a little redundant. <laughs> <laughs> professional volunteer. But I think that's so cool. And, you know, just more power to you. That's really, really cool. Thank you. I wouldn't think, I wouldn't consider you to be a helicopter parent when it comes to Benny. Right, like you, like you're constantly hovering over them in case they need something. Oh my God, where's Benny? I need to make sure he's okay. I could sure? be better. I'm not. I I I think I'm a helicopter parent only really? because I'm worried he's going to get into trouble. <laughs> and what kind not of? Not whether he needs something, but because um, I bring him into the radio station sometimes. But we have some exposed wires. Benny has never chewed through a wire, but for some reason I'm paranoid. He, but he, and every time you have brought him here, he's always been such a sweet little dog. Mm-hmm. I wish you could bring him here every time. I wish I could too. So you're never worried, like sometimes when you go home and he's not there. Oh my God, where, where is he? Oh, he's next door at the neighbor. The Mike and Gladys's house. As soon as my husband and I leave for work, they come over and get Benny, and Benny stays with them. Now I watch; they'll be outside with Benny, and Benny will just sit near him. Whereas if I'm outside working. Benny will go to their house. I'm like, hey. (laughs) He's got two houses, though. I wouldn't think you were a helicopter parent, but it's surprising to me that almost two thirds of dog owners consider themselves to be the helicopter Helicopter parent. parent. But you said you do think of yourself as one. Mm -hmm. 91% say they pay close attention to what their dog needs. Just anything in in general. Oh my gosh, he sneezed. He's catching a doggy cold. No, I'm not like that. 70% have made at least one major change in their life to accommodate their pet. Like moving over in bed so the pet can have the <laughs> full amount of bed that they need. There you go. Or, oh, I wonder if that includes like a breakup with a boyfriend, girlfriend, a significant other because the pet didn't like them or they didn't like the pet. 
I, you know what? I really, uh, that, that has got to be a tough situation. My brother went through that. I mean, the girl he was dating for like five years, they, they went and got a puppy together and it was the cutest little thing. That's oh, a major commitment. It is. And, you know, once they broke up, it was almost like, you know, who's going to get the kid now? Of course, it went with mom and, you know, he never. Oh, never it s- probably broke his heart. Well, you know, breaks my, you know, breaks my brother's. But also, got to think about the. Pu- I don't care about my brother's heart. I care about the puppy's heart. <laughs> and it's not like the judge can ask the puppy. Yeah. Who do you want? Who do you want to go with? And I can see them both on either side of the courtroom. Come here. Come here. <laughs> Who's got the better treats? <laughs> um, one thing I wanted to get to on the show earlier. Mm-hmm. One in five people think. Hanging up on a scammer is rude, and now I would think that this poll was 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 done in Canada. Uh, it's it's done in England actually. Oh, we're scammers. Have a British accent. One in five people in the UK say they will not hang up on a scammer because they feel like it's rude. Twenty percent will at least I'll hear them out. Before they hang up, even if they already know that it is a scam and about 40% would hang up right away. I don't think it's rude. Do you hang up on all the scammers that call? I, I won't even really answer my phone mm-hmm. in the first place. If it's always uh, an unknown number, not even answering. But if it does happen to get through, yeah, I'll either hang up or I love to do the classic. Hi, you're on the air caller. Go ahead with your gas. <laughs> so. <laughs> And then they panic. (laughs) That's a good one. I think, okay, so I'm on the fence. I will let the scammer or telemarketer do their spiel because I feel bad. I'm sure everybody hangs up on them. But then mid-spiel, I think I'm wasting their time when they could be on another call, possibly making a sale, so I don't know which way to go. It's like... Do I waste their time? Do I not? Almost half the people who've fallen for a scam say the person who called them was really nice. <laughs> of course they are. No, They're professional really nice. scammers. Have you actually been scammed, fallen for one? Ooh, I've they never. Got me. I've always caught them beforehand. Um, one in particular that scared me was my dad was visiting. He couldn't get into his email. There was a pop-up screen when he tried to get into his email. There was a problem, call this number. And I'm like, he's like, oh. So we call the number and we're talking to the guy and something, I don't remember what it was, raised a red flag. I happened to look over my dad's shoulder, looked at the URL. It was nothing near his email. And I was like, oh, Dad, get out. Never mind. And mm. I hung up. Yeah. I think the guy wanted to, I think what the red flag was is he wanted to have access to my computer. Yeah. No. Right right then and there. And that's when I looked and I'm like, ooh, this isn't even the right URL. Right then and there. What about Not, you? Ever well, fall for a scammer? No, no, but I've had a lot of family members you know, almost fall for <gasps> one. So it's like I always have to be like, no, do not. The IRS will never ask you to pay and target gift cards, Grandma. Stop. <laughs> Experts say the best thing to do is hang up right away and not answer or just not answer at all. I had heard that even just by answering or even simply by declining the call and sending it right to voicemail sends a message to the scammer, whoever it is, that there is somebody on that other end of the line. Ooh. So let it just ring Go to voicemail. I have my automated voicemail. So it's uh-huh. just like, you know, they keep trying. 
Ned, we don't know if there's ever anybody on the yeah. end of this. On the end, I of this don't line. have the app, but there's that Robo Kill app or something. Oh, I somebody told me about it. I didn't download it, so I can't say how it works. But question: If you're ignoring these robocalls, what do you do if you really do want to extend the warranty on your vehicle? <laughs> My God. <laughs> and when the hell does anybody ever want to? All right. Thanks for checking us out. We're not done yet. Hunter and Parker podcast, which is ironic because we're kind of done right now. And we'll see you next week. <laughs> Episode four next week. Have a good day.